This is The Christian Artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. And this is the 19th episode of The Christian Artist. Today we are going to be talking about characters. Following up our last podcast or last episode on world building, um, we're going to be talking about characters, probably specifically in uh, speculative fiction, such as science fiction and fantasy, which is the genres that are Connor and I are most passionate about. But yes, we will be talking about characters, how to make characters, different character traits, different ways to plot character arcs, stuff like that. All right, so we're going to be building four different characters here, and we'll undoubtedly build maybe a few more as we go along, just like supporting characters around these characters, like their family and friends and stuff like that. Um, but we'll be showing you four different ways to build characters and you know, be talking about how you can make each of these work. Obviously, we're not like super duper experts or anything on this, but we have learned a lot about it, and I think that we're pretty good at making characters. I so. think so, yeah. Maybe not the best at writing characters, like into a story, because yeah. we're not that great of writers yet. Well, but I'm better than you are. Yes, yes you are. Um, thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. But um, and you say you want me to write, and then you I just do like, because you're not good, so you need to keep writing. If you don't write, you'll never get better. You need to encourage me, Caleb. I do encourage you. I, I encourage want you a to swift write. Kick in the butt. I want to be encouraged lightly with a spirit of gentleness, Caleb. Stroke my hair and tell me I'm a good person. No. <laughs> not what you need connor thanks buddy anyway so yeah um the first character we're going to be building is going to be based off of an mbti personality type um if you don't know what that is basically these people split every single person into 16 different personality types into four groups and that those personality types define you and stuff like that it's like you hold this whole theory about how personality works and stuff like that so we'll be choosing one of those types and building a character off of that the second character will be building off of a single defining trait that will define them like anger or um what's another example redemption something like that um, some singular trait yeah. that will build off of and try and, and one of the big challenges there is going to be trying to make it not about that trait like the character will be defined by that trait but they will be more than that trait because if yeah. it's not it's just a one-sided character and it's not going to be very interesting and that's specifically for if you want to write a book with that theme in mind is if you have that character with that like core trait and you build that character off of that like core trait your story will just automatically be about that core trait if you if that's if that's your main character like as long as the viewpoint is always from that character that's just what the story is going to get across by happenstance. Mm-hmm. Just just naturally, that's a lot of what will come off in your story. Um, the third thing we're going to be doing with the character is uh, building it based off of a specific character arc. And so we're going to be taking some sort of plot element and saying, okay, this character has to come from, has to start here and end here. And then we'll build off his, build his personality based on that story arc. The fourth character we're going to be making is basically a character that you don't fully understand, or that, in this case, me and Caleb don't fully understand. Just um, Caleb a, and I. Yeah. Thanks, Caleb. You're welcome. Just a, a quirky character that that isn't us. Like, usually when you make a character, there's always one piece of you that you are embodying, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is why I'm making this character. He's, you know... This extension of me. Yes. And In this case, it would be something like a, a blind person who... You know, uh, I don't a, know. A blind, like, person from a, a very, very weird culture or something like a very, that. A very patient, blind monk. 
<laughs> you know, something that Connor and I have absolutely no experience with whatsoever. And we'll be talking about, you know, different, different ways to do that and, and well, not, understanding. Not necessarily no experience whatsoever because that's not possible. Well, yeah, obviously. But, but yeah. I, I concept yeah. that is not us. So like, you know, someone who's blind. Connor and I have never been blind, so we don't know what that's like. And so we're also going to be making those four characters. Um, we don't, I don't know the exact way we'll pair these up. But we're going to make a protagonist, an antagonist, a supporting character, and a mentor character. But this, I mean, the supporting character and the mentor are both supporting characters, but one will be a mentor-typed person and the other will not. Possibly be a comic relief character or something like that. So, um, starting off with the personality type character, uh, which personality do we want to use? Should we roll the die? Oh, we could roll the die. Roll a 16-sided die. We don't, those, we don't have those. Exactly. Google a 16-sided die and roll it. Not your computer, but the die. All right, I rolled a 16, which means the last personality type, which is the entertainer. ESFP. E stands for... Um, Extroverted. Yeah, that, that word. Uh, S stands extroverted. for sensing. E- extroverted, for those who didn't hear it the first time because oh. you were talking. Yeah, all right, sorry. S stands for sensing. The F stands for feeling. And the P stands for prospecting. And to define those traits for you, because they are different in this, like, test thingy. So, obviously, extroverted means, you know, extroverted means you get energy from other people. I mean, that's obvious. And that is instead of introverted. There are are two letters for each, um, I want to say letter slot. Yeah, that works. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and so the personality we rolled is extroverted over introverted. Um, observant over intuitive. So they um, observant individuals are highly practical, pragmatic, um, down to earth. They tend to have strong habits and focus on what is happening um, or has already happened instead of the future. And then we got feeling over thinking, which I mean, they, they feel they're sensitive, emotionally expressive, more empathetic and less competitive than thinking types. And, uh, you know, focus on more social aspects than, uh, thinking person would. Yeah. Then we got prospecting over judging, which uh, basically means they're good at improvising and spotting opportunities. Um, they're flexible, uh, relaxed, nonconformists. Um, they like keeping their options open, stuff like that. Yeah. And then those are the four letters. So we got ESFP. And if you do want to take this test, it is very interesting and scary accurate. Um, so pretty great uh the website for uh just so you know it's 16 personalities.com 16 personalities.com and i'll put that in the liner notes too yeah um when we me and caleb got uh caleb got an enfp i got an istj and we're so we're complete opposites mm-hmm. but we're not at the same time not in the co- not cognitively but yeah there's a whole big theory on this and it's really fascinating i definitely encourage you to look it up but so basically, we're going to be basing this um, our our character off of the ESFP, which is called the Entertainer. The quote at the beginning is basically, "I'm selfish, impatient, and a little insecure. Well, at least I make you're mistakes. <laughs> I make mistakes. I'm out of control and at times hard to handle. But if you can't handle me at my worst, then you surely don't deserve me at my best." Marilyn Monroe said that. Yeah. So basically, our character has a lot of problems, but has a good heart. I'm assuming. 
like they're really fun. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends, um, Nate Walsh, is an ESFP, and he's yeah. he's fantastic. He's fun. Yeah. He's uh, the uh, the base description of this type of personality type is spontaneous, energetic, and enthusiastic. Life is never boring around them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we can probably just go through the 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 different things that are on this website and talk about the strengths and weaknesses, that kind of stuff, and then just make us some ideas off of that. Yeah. Might as well. So strengths would be bold, original, um, practical, observant, and have excellent people skills. All right, so let's focus on that first. So our character is bold. That's basically the, you know, almost every character in every book. That's that's kind of like your classic. Like, okay, well. Every main character is bold. Do we want this to be our main character then? Or do we want this to be a secondary character or the antagonist? Ooh. I don't know. Maybe oh. this should be the mentor character. By the way, guys, uh, this is all going to be in one book, basically, in one story. We're building all these characters for the same story. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to say that, didn't we? Yes, we did, but that's okay. I just said it now. Yeah, that'd be very interesting if this is the mentor. He'd be kind of a dumb mentor, to be honest. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> just do whatever. <laughs> It'll work out eventually. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean he's not like that. ESFPs aren't like that. I know, I'm kidding. Oh, they're practical. Yeah, and observant, and they have excellent people skills. I mean, that's... I mean, we could do a, a, a character that only a mentor ESFP would get to. Is this the same personality that Patrick has? Yes, I think so. We should make a, a mentor character like Patrick. Who's just weird and funny, and then... He's has, weird and funny, and then has really good advice, and is really good with people. He just yeah. he, He's friends with everybody, and everybody like gets advice from him. Yep. Okay, sounds good. Um, let's go to weaknesses. Sensitive. Wait, what? That's a weakness. <laughs> Emotional. Very vulnerable to criticism. Oh no. They don't like conflict. Ooh. They're easily bored. Poor long-term planners. Mm. And unfocused. That sounds like a terrible mentor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It That's really does. That's what this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. All right. Do we have any tidbits we're gonna base off of this? I mean, we already have the, the the basis of it. I guess we have. He's friends with everybody. Yep. Everybody likes him. Yep. He gives advice to everybody. Yep. He's like Patrick. Yep. All right. So, so we got a basic idea for our mentor characters. Now we're gonna move on to one of the other characters. I don't know which one yet, but which approach do we want to do? Um, we should probably make the main character next. I mean, I, I feel like that's. Well, yes. I'd... Okay, then which approach do we want to do for that? Oh, which approach? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so. Huh. So we'll be coming back to these, to all these different characters and fleshing them out based on what we chose to, the, the tools we to- chose to flesh them out with. But it helps if you make multiple characters and then try to weave their stories together and, and get an idea of who they are based on their interactions with other people. Let's do defining trait. Just okay, have, so, have to be the protagonist. But. Okay, all right. So one defining trait that we want. Well, no, I feel like with the defining trait thing, it needs to be with a person in mind of like who, because I mean. Okay, so let's do a different approach first then. Okay, yeah. Let's do story arc. All right, this is an interesting base to look at. For this character arc, do we want him to grow, change, or fall? This is the. Are you getting, are you getting better? Are you getting, we don't know yet. Are you getting better? Are you getting worse? Or are you just changing? 
I think worse. Okay. And is this going to be the main character? I think it should. Okay, that's interesting. Interesting story then. I mean, also another thing that we want to address, like we did last week, um, the more different it is, well, not more, the more different, the, the more unique you can make it and still connect with your readers, the better. Because people don't want the same old characters, especially. I mean, if you they they want something new. You can't just, you know, make everything the same and go in a slightly different direction. They want at least one thing, either the plot, the characters, the setting, to be very unique, and that's what's going to keep them. And uh, I specifically would say either the plot or the characters need to be, at least one of them needs to be very unique mm-hmm. for your book for your for your book to really work. And um, so if you want to do really unique characters, the plot doesn't need to be that unique. So you can use um, the plot as a device to just make your characters more interesting, or you can do vice versa. Mm-hmm. Make your char- yeah, are, use your characters to make your plot yeah, more there, interesting. There are lots of different ways to write books and to build stories. Um, one thing I would say, though, you can basically make a story or character as cliche as you want because uh, if if you're good enough to make the story work, that is, anything yeah. anything that is written well will work, even if it is a cliche. But especially in the market right now and just the way stories are right now, people are looking for fresh and unique perspectives, especially in science fiction and fantasy. And um, you're just going, it's just going to be a lot easier if you have a very unique concept rather than trying to do a cliche and make it work. A really good thing to do might be um, twisting cliches on their heads and, and you know, just taking a cliche thing and then making it different. But, okay, so we have this character, and he's going to have a fall arc. And what is that fall arc? How does he get worse? What is our story for that character? You want to go off of uh, Resistance, the game that Jared and AJ were talking about us the other day, and then make the character be slowly dying of something? Okay. Sure. That works. What are they dying of? That should be involved with the story. Well, yeah, obviously. I feel like, yeah. So maybe we should save that for later, make the characters first we, or what? We should build a little bit more on this character, though. Okay. Um, what are they like? Who are they? How is this change affecting them? I think they should be kind of like ESFP, the mentor, in the way that they are living it up at the moment, and they find this and are super laid back then. And they're like, you know, I'm trying to – make sure everything I'm doing is counting and mattering and then they just kind of start collapsing under the stress and then the ESFP is like, dude, you need to still like just cheer up. Like, like you know, like he, he just gives him like a um, just live speech. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, okay. he's not like get over it, you're dying. Yeah, yeah. So basically like, it's... make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That seems like a, a very reasonable thing that might happen with these characters. All right, all right. We let's just make it even more unique than that. No, I mean, like that... I'm I'm fine with that. Okay, all right. That works. That works as a base, and then all of these details will fill in as we get more characters out there and define their personalities more. Um. All right. Uh. So defining trait is this going to be our antagonist? Then I think that might be a good That'd idea. That'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. What is a defining trait? Google defining trait and see what happens. That's what I've been doing for everything else. Yep. Creativity. 
So this is a very creative bad guy. Hmm, that's interesting. So the, the defining trait of our villain, or at least our antagonist, doesn't have to be a bad person, really. Yeah. Just someone who is in, our, in the way of our protagonist. Is an artist. Is an artist. Well, not necessarily. Well, he's, he's very creative. But creativity doesn't have to be art. I think he should be, though. That'd be really interesting. That would be very interesting. A bad guy who's obsessed with art. Okay, well, well, the primary thing that he is doing is interfering with our character. So our character is trying to achieve something, and, and our antagonist is... in the way. There's just paint <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> He's, like, painting his face. <sighs> I'm painting your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, I'm painting your face. Okay, basically, the one problem I'm thinking of with the protagonist being... Um, having a fall where he is slowly dying from something is that it seems like he would be very unambitious, very not motivated to do anything. You know what I mean? And it doesn't make sense for an antagonist to get in the way of that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, he's just sitting there dying and the antagonist, what is he going to do? Make him die faster? No, no. The antagonist is doing something bad. He's, he doesn't have the determination to stop him. Okay, sure. Because I was just thinking of if the story is just about the character arc, but this is probably a bigger story than that. Yeah. Okay. And this is going to be science fiction or fantasy. I'm kind of leaning towards science fiction at the moment. Really? Yeah. Fantasy is more broad, though. We can do more with fantasy. Yes, you can, but I think that might be more fun if we try to do science fiction then because mm. if we have more limited things to play with, it ups the creativity level. I think the more creativity we get fed the more creative we'll be instead of limiting ourselves no that's not how it works i'm not, not, how I'm not creative works. in a box Caleb. i'm creative when i can see everything else but if if being creative in a box is a much use, more useful skill than being creative outside of a box stop <laughs> no i'm saying it it's it's uh it helps you it helps creativity when you are given limitations as brandon sanderson always says the limitations are better than the power themselves they're more interesting than the powers themselves. So if we have to do science fiction with this, that will make us come up with something interesting rather than just the old fantasy we always do. No, we need to come up with a unique fantasy, Kilo. That's the point. But the unique fantasy is the old fantasy to no, us. No, not anymore. You know what I mean? No, we, listen, we just did a fantasy last week. Let's do a science fiction this week. Uh, okay, as long as you put Darth Maul in it. No. <laughs> Hey, you, you said I'm in a box. He's um, an Darth artist. Maul is in the box. He's the body tattoo artist. Ah, and he's tattooing death to this guy. Ha ha, he's dying. Science fiction where you get augmentary tattoos. He's being killed by a tattoo. Yeah. Someone hacked his tattoo. Wait, what? No, I figure somebody just tattooed poison to him. No, no, no. Like, I'm thinking, like, uh... Um, what's it called? Like cyberpunk, like where they have augmentations, like, like in uh, Swotor, okay, the cyborgs and stuff like yeah. that. They have all these augmentations, except yep. the tattoos are the augmentations. It's like how we think we're gonna eventually get to the point where like brain, like TVs on your eyeballs or something like that. Except tattoo is technology. Tattoos are technology. Like you get a tattoo. Tattoo is life. <laughs> tattoo is life. Bay is life. Bay is tattoo. Bayes tattoo. <laughs> tattoo is Bay. There you go. I can't believe I said that. Anyway, but yeah, like tattoos are technology. Like that is what technology has become. You, you, someone like wires technology in like like nanoparticles in under your skin, 
and it mm-hmm. lets you do specific things. Like if you have this specific augmentation, then you can, like, I don't know. Can you think of anything that a tattoo would do? Yeah, that tattoos would do. I mean, besides look colorful. No. no, like like if tattoos were technology, it's like okay, I have a tattoo on my hand, which is a watch, or you you tattoo tattoo organs. He has a tattooed heart. His well, heart is well, they a tattoo. Could, they could be tattoos, or they or sorry, they could be called tattoos. But it's really what you're doing is like sewing nanoparticles under your skin. You're not putting ink under there. It's in his own heart. It's it's nanoparticles like nanobots. Oh, okay, yeah, and he has a nanobot heart, and somebody hacked into it and told it to start shutting down. No, I think it's more interesting if nobody has something like that. It's just like, okay, I have a tattoo. On, I have, you have tattoos on your skin, and then it does various technological things. But someone is hacking his tattoos and basically what killing him from how, the inside how would, out. How would he do that, though? Like, there needs to be a certain. I know. What does he have? Doctor Putty on his lungs, and he's telling the Doctor Putty to leave. <laughs> no, no, it's all gonna be on your skin. Okay, so he has skin cancer. Yeah. Why are we stupid? Yeah, so so he's hacking his tattoos and having the nanobots build up, you know, or basically give him radio radioactivity, um, and like causing you know mutations that give you cancer. Because that's what the, ta- the 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 nanobot tattoos are doing is they're they're changing your biology. Yep. So basically, what the tattoos are are the bases for the nanobots. They're like, okay, I'm gonna you, you, this is their base, their base camp, and they go down into the bloodstream and then change things and then they come back and they recharge in your tattoo. Yeah, makes sense. And it's powered by the sun. Okay. It's photosynthetic tattoos. Okay, sweet. There you go. <laughs> So yeah, someone is hacking into his tattoos and giving him cancer. And he's very creative, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right. okay. So what is this guy like? What if this guy is a storyteller? What if he's trying to manipulate these people's lives into telling a good story? The entire time the he's like... The only way to catch him, you have to read the story. Yeah. He's left pages around. Yeah. No. No, not We're not left that. pages around, but he's probably you like... Need to, you need to put the story together, meta, like, metaphorically, and mm-hmm. be like, okay, how is this going to end? Like, at the end, they're, they're having a confrontation, and uh, yeah. the guy's like, how does the story end? Uh, Figure it out. <laughs> like... Do you die? Yeah, and then Do the, I die? The main character could be Does like, everyone die? The main character could be like, so if I answer, is that what he's going to do? Or is he going to do something no matter what I answer? Mm-hmm. If I answer it right, will he stop? Like, it's your choice. If I guess the story correctly, does that mean he's going to stop? And then at the end, he's like, I die. I die and you don't hurt anybody else. And you turn yourself in kind of a thing. And he's like, that sounds like a good ending. <laughs> And he kills him, and then that's it. Except the guy doesn't do that and goes on to kill a bunch of other people with cancer. No, that'd be <laughs> no, he actually does turn himself in, <laughs> no, and then the story ends as soon as the character dies because the the story is told from the main. Is it gonna be first person? Perspective. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> then that's literally when the story ends. So you don't know if he does or not. You, you I don't, like you it. You don't know if the 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 bad guy stops or not. I like it. That sounds cool. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next character and fill in the world as we go then.
And then he gets that idea from the ESFP mentor who just says to wing it. Huh? <laughs> so it's the only thing the mentor really going to do. Yeah, should be like, just, just do like, whatever. Just do whatever, <laughs> man. No, no. But he he's actually has more than that. But like, yeah, his main thing is like, do what you, feels you right. You can't, yeah. You can't just be like. You can't think your way out of this. You just have to do, you follow your gut. Yeah. Like you're gut overanalyzing all of this. You just have to do something. Yep. Can't sit around waiting for for yourself to die. Uh-huh. Literally, you can't wait around for yourself to die. Mm-hmm. You have to do something with your life. And then he just goes off and parties. And <laughs> yep. And you the the lie. protagonist is like, okay, uh-huh. well, I guess I'm gonna go find the guy. Yeah. The mentor's just like getting drunk or something. Yeah. <laughs> it would be funny if he like goes away from the conversation and the, the mentor's like, I have no idea what <laughs> I just said. <laughs> and he's like, hmm. I'm drunk. <laughs> or just like that's all he says in the next scene. I like that. Except it's first person, so that one Which works. means he had to have hear, hurt him and been like, oh, why am I trusting <laughs> a drunk guy? Uh, really only yeah, that line actually only works if if he's that's not in first person. The story right, changes cool if it is in first person. Okay, yeah, no, that could work. That yeah. could work. He just, he's he like say, stumbling I'm away. Drunk. He's just like, I'm so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Great. <laughs> that's the end of the chapter. All right, so our last way of building character was what? The other. Yes, the other. You keep forgetting that. I, I do. I, I think keep it's because you subconsciously don't want to make this character. But okay, this is the supporting character that we don't understand. I have a feeling this either is going to be the love interest or... Because we don't understand love? Like, is that what like, you're trying no, to no, say? No, 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 or like a family member or something like that. Someone who's going to be really important to our main character. Somebody we don't understand. Oh, oh, it's a robot. Ah, it's an AI. Ah, that's funny. That's it's just the nanobots that are killing him. Oh my god. Yes, yes. He can talk to the nanobots that are killing him, and he can't. The nanobots don't know. It how to should shut be like down. a Jarvis kind of thing. Yeah. Like everybody has that. Like your tattoos. Yes. They're all part of the same yes. network, and yes. they talk to you. That you have a, a constant personal companion. Yes. And that so is the best thing ever. That's yeah, so the, the, best thing the other challenge will be figuring out how a robot that's being hacked into would act. Would yeah, would act. I mean, that would take some research, and that is the main thing we want to get across with making the other character is to do your research. Don't just wing it, like this ESF. Well, you can, you can, but you just have to go back. Oh and... yeah, yeah. I mean, don't be afraid of winging it, but just make sure that you do at least a little bit of research first. Mm-hmm. Like if it's fantasy or science fiction, you have some rain on it yeah, of what actually liberties. happens. But like if it's a blind person, research how blind people feel and research how um, a blind person would want you to write it. Like I'm pretty sure there are things out there. Like a blind yep. person is like, dude, this is how there I are, feel. Write it like this. Yeah, there have yeah. been episodes of writing excuses. They've talked to people with mental and physical disabilities yeah. and been like, how would you want people to write your specific disability? That's interesting. Yeah. That's where I got the idea for that short story I was writing with the old blind man. Ah, right. Was I listened to a writing excuses episode where they're talking about a blind person. And I was like, oh, oh, I can use this. All right. Well, that's all four characters. Yeah. So we have our base characters. Now let's dig further into them. Let's give each of these people a weakness. No, I was going to say a career, like their job, what they do for a living. Okay. And a hobby extraneous to that okay let's do that because that tells you a lot about what a person finds valuable so our main character he we know that he has the tattoos but pretty much everybody does um what does he do for a living 
what kind of setting is be... this? Like, is this? I, I want it. I think it should be Earth, like extrapolated extra, off of Earth. Okay. How far into the future is it? Two hundred years. Two hundred years. So yeah. it's twenty two hundred. Sure. Should there be any sort of space travel of any sort? No. Let's let's say people are smart this time around. <laughs> Someone's a little biased. Politically incorrect sentence right there. <laughs> I don't know. Part of me wants this to be in space. Really? Yeah. I always like science fiction stories that go into Why? space. I always find those more interesting than science fiction stories that aren't in space. Really? Yeah. I, I like being on planets and seeing cool I like being planets. on planets, but not Earth. Oh, sure, but we could just make Earth super different. That's true. That's just as interesting as a like, entirely new planet. All right, that's fine. How cosmopolitan is Earth right now? Define cosmopolitan. As in, like, are all the nations still intact? Have we gotten to a one-world government of any sort? Define cosmopolitan. I just did. No, you you said two ends. One of the world spectrum. government. Oh, like that's cosmopolitan. How 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 huh. integrated have we become as an, as a race, as a human race? I think I think more just facades. We're just pretending to like each other. So still separate nations. We're, I think I think we should legitimately be too bored and lazy to fight. We're just like screw this. This Let's doesn't just make play any with sense. our tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Like, technology, this is fun. Let's just forget about how we ever hated each other. But they don't. They're just kind of like... Okay, so still... there's, a, there's a kind of a period of peace right now, but it's really just... We're all too fascinated with this new technology that bothers fighting each other at the moment. Yeah, there's just too and, many but too as many soon as, as soon as some problems. As soon as one one nation like gets a super high advance or something like that, or or, or starts getting to the point where they're they find a way to make tattoos that like help soldiers or something like they're that, gonna kill each then other. they're just going to kill each yep. other. It's, it's, it's going to get to that point. But okay, this specific city should be underwater, or perhaps on the water. Let's do one of those. Be interesting. I don't know. I think if we had it under the water, what if they terraformed part of the the or no, like the tides just rose on a certain part of the landscape, so that it's just like a gigantic shadow lake, like in uh, uh, Words of Radiance in the Stormlight Archive. Oh. Where it's just like a fishing city. What place just, on Earth They does have a bunch that, of platforms though. and walk around. I don't know, like Florida. No, Florida what? gets submerged. And they just make a city on top of it. Hmm. You know how cool that would be? That would be kind of cool. I mean, they can, they can make diving boards. That'd be awesome. Sure. All right. Uh, aquatic city... On stilts above submerged yep. Florida. Well, more like metal. So this is totally a resort city, then. Yeah, this is a resort city. I think you should be on vacation. Oh, I think you should live here. Why? Because I think it's more interesting that way. I think if he is a resident of this tourist city, that tells us a lot about him. Like he could be some sort of rich person, and it actually makes more sense if this, he's part of the party scene, like his mentor apparently is. Okay. That he's part of this like tourist city where everybody's rich and yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that just makes sense. Yep. All right. What else do we need to flesh out here? We need to go back through the the list of characters and kind of define them more further. L- let's start with the AI. What, what what can we tell about the AI's personality? Um. Well, okay. Say if if everybody has an AI companion based on their tattoos network, what? What is def- how does that how does that defined like who what company made these 
Like, how can you can you choose what your personality, the personality of your AI is, that kind of stuff. Maybe it should be the complementary personality type of you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe maybe it organically de- de- derives yeah. from just interacting with you and complimenting you. Not not being similar to you, complimenting the other half of what you need kind of a thing. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. So since he's crazy, the, the thing is more reserved. Okay, yeah. And then once he becomes super so reserved. So it's like the Alfred to the Batman. Yeah, and once thing. he becomes super Jarvis reserved. Jarvis to Tony Stark. Yeah, and, no, and once he becomes super reserved, then... The, the AI has to change. That's interesting. Changes. Yeah, he goes into his, like yeah. a depression, and then, and then, then the AI is up. the one that's motivating him to go forward, yep. right? Like his mentor is. To be honest, I think we need to make the mentor more important because right now he's he just walks on, tells him to do something, yeah. and then walks off. No, I mean he should be like his drinking buddy. So really, this is how it plays out. Then at first, the drinking buddy is the mentor. The AI is the supporting character that he ignores. Yep. As the time goes on, he realizes that the advice coming from the mentor is stupid, and the AI is actually the one who's telling him what's right kind of a thing and what he needs to be doing. And then he starts to switch in his mind of who's who's the one who's giving them the good advice. The computer or the person. Yeah. And that, that could be a really good argument he has in his head. Mm-hmm. But the and the, and then the the answer is like the point of that is that retrospectively whoever programmed the AI knew what was right in that situation retrospectively, but in the situation people don't make good decisions. Yeah. In the moment, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Um, is the company or whatever that made the AI going to be more important than? Just, you know, a passing kind of like, okay, they made this in this story. Yeah, it should be more like a passing. Yeah, these are the people who made it. and Or no, I think I think somebody from the place who – somebody who made it, one of the people who helped make it is the one who hacked into it. So the only, uh, that's the only reason they yeah, could that makes have. Sense. So, I mean, they don't the, – the company doesn't have to be that important. Maybe just, it is the guy who did the, the logic processing and the personality processing on all the AI. He's the one who made this complimenting personality thing, and and technically he caused the the good guy to stop him, the bad guy, by programming a good AI. So he set up all this elaborate stuff just to make a good story, because he. Yeah. What if at the end why? he's like, what, is his motive? "What if at the end he literally just claps and says, I figured I could program people like I programmed AIs.'" Oh, that is. An awesome ending, and, and he just man. And he's just like, this is my story. I programmed people. I programmed you to do that this. That is awesome. And he says, so tell me, you now have intelligence, right? I have created you wow. to have intelligence. So tell me, what is the ending of the story? Wow. That is, that so, is cool. so good. I want to write this now. Oh, why do you do this to me, God? <laughs> That's so good, man. That is That is perfect. There you go. For for our antagonist. Perfect. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, well, I, I, think we, I think we pretty much have an entire story. Yeah, but um, I mean, anything else we need to say about the characters? Yeah, characters. I'm trying to think of... I mean, it looks like we have most of what we need just for superficially. But, I mean, we could probably dig deeper. 
um, with all of these people. Let, let's let's think of something that we could dig deep in. Oh, with for all sure. Of them. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, for choose sure, choose one topic and then go through all of them and, and fill in those details. Career for sure. Career, I want the right, main character right. to be, um, inheritance. Like he just inherited a bunch of money. Okay, so he's a dilettant. Yeah. So he yeah. is. Oh, dilettant. That's the yep. word for that. Yep. Dilettant. Maybe I knew that. Are you sure? Uh, it's a person who cultivates an area of interest such as the arts without real commitment of knowledge. So that's the kind of like noble men who takes a liking to a specific kind of like skill or task or like field of knowledge, but never really learns anything about it because they don't need to. Like they don't need it to for their craft. That's where that that comes from. Because I got it from the one I was thinking of was the D twenty modern careers, and one of them is dilettant. And it's oh, okay. like you inherited money, but you have some skills because you learn things. Huh. Um, but that's probably much what he should be, you know, is a dilettant. You trying to hold my elbows? No. What are you doing? You stretching trying to get hand? closer, yeah. Okay. All right. I think that, that works for him. Yeah, works fine for me. All right. So what about his parents? What Who were they? What did they do? Like what what what? estate did he inherit what if his parents were the owner of the company and he just refused to take up ownership and sold it to the guy well he didn't sell it to that specific guy yeah but he sold it and then that guy worked there that's kind of interesting and really he he's the one who's really responsible for why this happened to him so he and the his parents didn't make this tattoo thing so he's just he's just getting stuff from the company that he sold so he's still a partner in the company? No, I think he should He should just have sold it. He's just like, eh, I don't care. And he sold it, and now he has billions yeah. of dollars, so he's just fine. Mm-hmm. He's just spending it all in luxury. And then somebody who he's... Um, and then he assumes that whoever he sold it to tried to kill him with the tattoo thing. So then he goes straight to him. Okay, so this is this, this brings up another question, though. If I don't think these tattoos are that recent though right like that doesn't really make any sense how can a technology like this be so prevalent well, already how about, well, i mean let's just say he's been in this scenario not scenario he's been in this uh scene for like five years his party scene his parents died like five yeah years but ago. but you're implying that in those five years they made this sudden breakthrough yeah and then everyone has them now for some reason yeah yeah, technology in two, 200 years from now uh, technology they, they'd be able to make this technology in six months to a year most likely well, with breakthroughs like that, sure. Yes. Okay, I see what you mean. Okay, and so they, they, they had nano yeah. nanotech. So it's a nanotechnology firm. Sure. And then they just figured out how to use this specific application of sure. it, like the sense, tattoo yeah. base or whatever. I like that. Okay, that works. All right, so that's his career. Um, we know the antagonist's career. He's a programmer. Yep. Um, AI doesn't need a career. It, yeah. Uh, what about our party mentor? He should actually have a job. Yeah. Because nobody else does. What if he used to be the bartender? And then the protagonist was like, dude, you're really cool. And then just like gave him a million dollars or something like that. And the guy's just like, sweet. (laughs) That's really funny. He just he's just this random guy. Like he was drunk one day at the bar, and he just like, man, <laughs> yeah. you're such a great bartender. I'm just gonna give, give you a billion dollars. Oh, no, he says I'm gonna give you a billion dollars, and then realizes that he can only like he he like I don't know what would that be like. He tries to write a check, and there's like like a million dollars in his checking account, 
So he's just like, a billion dollars. And then, like, the next day he was like, dude, you don't have a billion dollars in your checking account. I can't even, like, do this. And he's just like, who are you? And then, like, then he's like, all right, I'll just give you a million and then we're good, right? Okay. And then they do become friends. The other thing is, inflation in 200 years, a a million dollars probably won't be as much. Probably like 10 million. Even that, I feel like he would have wasted his money by now. You know what I mean? Like, if if he quit his job and he's like, okay, I'm never going to work again, and then he'd probably just spend all of his money in, like, a year. How about this guy is smarter than the protagonist? Bartender? Yeah. The bartender is more... um, Well, that kind of defeats the purpose of the AI countering. Well, he's smarter, but not wiser. He's just devious. Okay, sure. Yeah. See, in my mind, I'm thinking this guy is like a peer of him. He's like his friend, like college buddy. Like that's what I'm picturing. Nah. Okay. Now it'd be cooler if he just kind of met this guy and was like, "Dude," because <laughs> that makes a, a very interesting relationship for them to build off of. So that's like the beginning of the book. Then is meeting him. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be the funniest scene ever. Well, this is interesting. If we're I feel like his story would be better not told from a first-person perspective. Eh. Because, like, especially if we're going to have this character and, like, the antagonist is such a, like, um, a dynamic character. And also just the fact that I think this guy's going to be drunk a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it might be better to do it from third-person not like this actually matters in this podcast. Like this is just yeah. a character podcast. Yeah. But these are the kind of things that Connor and I always think of. Yeah. But uh, also, um, I think the last line of the book should should be, you know, like he dies, the main character dies, and then um, he's you know, the main bad guy says he's going to turn himself in, kind of a thing, mm-hmm. just in case he just wanted to make a good story. And if he just if the guy just dies and he's just gonna you know well whatever. that's the thing though if you wanted to figure out how to program people why would he turn himself in you know what I mean like he if, if, if that's the ultimate know. goal yeah. I feel like it's not well, I feel he, like it shouldn't really be the story thing now that I think about it the programming of people that's really interesting like that line that you said was you know I can program people just as well as I can program. Um, AIs, you know what I mean? Like I can, ch- I can make people make decisions by ch- by messing with their lives, kind of a thing. Like I figured out how to do social engineering on a on a personal level, kind of a thing. And that is a really dynamic, like end goal for a villain, and like reveal at the very end that if he just like ah, I just wanted to figure a laugh, you know, kind of thing. I'm just gonna turn myself in now. That's not well, no, satisfying. no. He he doesn't say that he is going to, and you don't know if he does or not. He basically is like, okay, I've made this story, but you, I I programmed you to still have intelligence. You can still make your own decisions. So tell me, how is this story? Going I think to end? I think the story thing is just getting in the way now. Okay, well, hear me out on this because okay. that would be a super cool ending because then. The main character has a sacrifice, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to let myself die kind of a thing. You kill me, and then you turn yourself in and let everybody go. And then he's like, hmm, kills him. Or maybe he says, okay, like, or like, you know, 
kind of gives him his word in quotations and then kills him. And then that's the end of the book. And then the very last line is, so how does it end? Outside of context. Mm-hmm. Like, enter, enter, enter. So how does it end? And then it's like talking to the readers. Like, okay, fill in the blanks. What might be interesting is if we have epigraphs all the way through this book that are like computer code. Like, like uh, not computer code. Um, Like lost style messages back and forth. Like on... The like old computer style kind of thing. Oh, that'd be cool. You know what I mean? Like, even just stuff like you know lines of code, even maybe like run program something something, and it's just like the okay. What it would be really cool is if we could hide it so well that it is just like actual like like programming like run application kind of Mm -hmm. like codes or whatever. We, we probably sound terrible to people who actually know how to program. Yeah, don't laugh at us, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, but um, we could get Trevor to write those epigraphs for yeah. us. <laughs> and then, but if you could disguise it in a way that the the code is actually talking about what's happening in the story, that and would it's, be it's really basically like the guy is just programming what's going to happen next via this application or whatever. And it's just it's so cleverly disguised as if it's talking about an actual program. That you don't know if it's talking about the person. That's really or interesting. Not. Yeah. And then at the very end, it's so. How does it end? Yeah, it says um, dot 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 like the lines or whatever. Yeah. Run program denouement, and then so how does it end? And that's the end. That would be ingenious. <laughs> because because it's such a cool idea, but then it leaves you hanging in such a huge cliffhanger mm-hmm. that you, you have you to do, be a next yeah. book. Well, no, no, I don't think I, there should I be know, because you you legitimately don't know what to think. Uh-huh. It would just be so, like, wait, what? Yeah. Because it's such a huge breakthrough at the end. It's like this guy just programmed people, and you're mm-hmm. like, no, I want to know more about this. But since that would be so complicated to write as a next book, yeah. you just leave it there, and people are just like, what? Yeah, I think that works really well. That's ridiculous. I think we're getting a little bit off topic here. We're talking about yeah, the story. Yeah, we're talking about characters. We should yeah. be talking about characters, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, you can't really make a group character of characters without yeah. them putting into a story. Yep. But still, at the same time, you can, and I think we should do that. Yeah. I think that should be – like, if you're going to write a story – you can't just make a character and then... And then just kind of throw him into the situation. Yeah. He has to be informing what's happening. He has to be a, a dynamic part of what is happening. Or he else the characters be, yeah. should not be there and some other character should be there instead. The characters have to be a part of the story. But there is a way you can make a, a character and then put him into different stories and mm-hmm. then change him as you put him into a story. Yeah. And, and we should do that as well. Like there's Without definitely putting him into a story. Yeah. There's, just, d- there's yeah. definitely a, a thing to be said for like changing actors. So like, okay, you start writing, that's a good point. You start writing a character and you're like, okay, this personality just does not work. Like uh, the ba- same basic idea for this character is probably going to be there. Like this, what he does in the story, but his character needs to change. And you're like, okay, I'm going to try a different actor, you know, per se for this character. And like, okay, what if, What if Viggo Mortensen was playing this character? You know, that kind of thing. Obviously not choosing specific actors. I mean, you could, but... That'd be interesting. That would be fun. Write an entire book. Only You can only choose... The, all of the characters have to be actual actors. And then if somebody makes a movie of it, you'd be like, <laughs> okay, this is no seriously... <laughs> like, this is actually how I wrote it. <laughs> this Viggo Mortensen has you to be the main character. You have to get this guy. Come on. <laughs> I legitly wrote this book in mind with this person. Yeah. 
Like, I, I described him perfectly. His last name is Mortensen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I didn't put the... Vito, Vito Mortensen. <laughs> Vito Morrison. Vito Morrison. Vito Morrison. <laughs> anyway, we need to come up with more f- things for, for characters. Okay, so yeah, we, we need to go through a couple more, um, I want to say, like, exercises... I think now we should make, because cause that story's done. We don't need to do anything more with that. All the characters. With the story, know. no. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we could go. I think we should go maybe like the, one the more layer with some of with the characters and like. Okay. Like, like I'm um, thinking, they all need. They don't all need a hobby because they. I mean. No, no, they yeah, don't need a hobby. They all have hobbies. They need. A weakness, fatal flaw. Maybe no. Sh- well, I mean, it's or a, just it a weird kind quirk. of evidence. Something, some other trait. Weird quirk? Yeah, let's let's do a weird quirk that like seems to contrast the rest of them. Okay. Something in that's going. It doesn't have to be a trait, a trait per se. Yeah. Something in their life, either a personality trait or like a, like a relationship or something like that, that seems to be contrast to the rest of their character. So, main character. What if the main character does have a blind sister? I kind of like that. And like. Part of it is he just wants to party and stuff like that, but part of it, he didn't. He wants to actually be able to spend time with his blind sister. And if he was off running a company the entire time, his blind sister would be alone the entire time. So there, okay. there's a there's still a sense of oh, this character is still likable even though he's just a party animal. All right, no, I like that. Yeah, because before it just seems like he's kind of like a jerk. Yeah, and that was kind of the point of the story. Okay, okay, what if because of the tattoo stuff and the nanotechnology? What if um, when this all all this technology was coming out? He was looking into, um, hmm. see, I'm thinking now, if Ooh. his, no, 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 just wait, if his sister actually is blind, and she's he not blind. owned, just a second, if he, if she, if she, own, if he owned a nanotechnology company, why would he just give it up? Why wouldn't he, he be like, okay, researchers, you need to figure out a way to make my sister not blind. You know what I mean? That's a good point. They probably have solved the blindness yeah. by now. But okay, um, that's why we should do, um. While we took a break here, I looked at the Facebook post. Oh, right, right, right. And that Jewel, processing oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I looked that up, looked and I was like, yeah. yes, that needs to be it. Because that's technically a like, – I don't, I don't think disability. you could fix that. Yeah. Like, you, they're, they're like pills and stuff like that you can take. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if they would actually be able to fix that. Maybe they would be able to. Let's say they can't, though. Yeah, let's, let's say, that's say they, they can't. can't. Because that, I like that. Let's do that. That's that's a lot more interesting. So, um, for those of you who don't know, you should just Google it real quick so sure. we don't, you know, mess up the yeah. mess it up. Yeah. Basically, I, I'm going off of the the description here, but basically, I mean, I'm not going off of the description right now. But basically, it's they their senses don't make sense to them. Like, um, they could feel something, and. They feel something different than what they should feel. That's basically the what it is. The brain has trouble receiving and responding to information that comes in through the senses. Um, some people with sensory processing, dis- processing disorder are oversensitive to things in their environment. Common sounds may be painful or overwhelming. The light touch of a shirt may chafe the skin. Um, others with sensory processing disorder may be uncoordinated, bump into things, be unable to tell where their limbs are in space, be hard to engage in conversation or play. Um, So yeah, it, it, uh, it may affect one sense, or it may affect multiple senses. That's interesting. 
and people can be over or under responsive to the things they have difficulties with. Hmm. So never mind. It's not. It's not feeling different things. You could just cut that out. I, I. I thought it was like, you feel one thing and you legitimately just feel another thing that shouldn't. You shouldn't be a, be feeling. Well, that might be part of it. Like, I, w- I was thinking, like, you taste ice cream, and it tastes like green beans. And you're just like, what the heck? <laughs> I don't think so. <gasps> Not, like, specifically green beans, but it just so it tastes in some different. Children, in, some ch- but, in some children, for example, the sound of a leaf blower outside the window may cause them to vomit or dive under the table. They may scream when touched. They may recoil from the textures of certain foods. Dang. But others seem unresponsive to anything around them. They may fail to respond to extreme heat or cold or even pain. Ooh. So there is a strength out of it. You can't feel pain. But that's bad. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. Um, in the long run, it's bad because you mm-hmm. just hurt yourself without you knowing it. Um, what do we want her to be? How do we want A her person? to react to it? Should it be mon- one sense, multi-sense? Should it be o- under-responsive or over-responsive? I think it should be both on different senses. So um. one is under, one is over. Okay, sure. Let's do that. I think hearing should be one of them because then he could make like a super awesome soundproof mansion. <laughs> That'd be yeah, awesome. That would and be then, cool. and then for like sight, how, how about we do it with she can't see? Like she she's un, unresponsive. Her eyes are just unresponsive. Okay, so it'd be along the lines of like bright light, like anything suddenly bright would like. Or no, she just stares at the sun. Oh my goodness! Like bright lights do not hurt her. Like don't res- she doesn't respond to them at all, and so she's been she's been damaging her eyes, and so they have nanobots, like a tattoo on her that is constantly repairing her eyes, but she keeps damaging it because. She- okay, so legitly, whenever she goes out, she just sneaks in front of a window, and just stares at the sun all day, <laughs> and then he goes okay. back and it's like, "Were you staring at the sun again?" <laughs> and she's like, "Maybe." And then mm-hmm. I think I think they should have a really funny relationship too, mm-hmm. and then like like, they like should have she a very could, she should be the only person that he actually like is nice to. Yeah, the rest of the people oh, yeah, he's like absolutely. mean to. He just like is a jerk. Well, no, most he of the shouldn't time. be like a jerk. He's jerk. not like a jerk. He's just like he doesn't. He's just selfish. He's selfish. He doesn't. He doesn't think about other people except for his sister. Yeah, that's cool. I do like that. That gives him a whole new dimension. Because then he's not only worried about himself dying. Yeah. He's worried about what will happen when, when... And let's say the only person she responds to is him. That'd be cool. Like, after her parent, after his parents died, like he, she literally has no one else that she feels comfortable with. And, and the bad guy kidnaps her. And oh she my. doesn't even know she's kidnapped. How? She, she, she can't... She, she can't respond to like she doesn't respond to anybody else. He hacked into her thing. Oh my and gosh! The, she had the Dinobots damage her eyes even more, and she made her blind. That'd be messed up. And then okay, let's say at the very end, um, the bad guy basically says, either I kill every other person on the planet, or no, no, because he's he's letting him tell the story. Yeah, why? How yeah. would he be able to do that anyway? I, <laughs> I was thinking maybe like he basically is like offers him that he and his sister will live and everybody else dies. Maybe it's the same. Or other though. way around. Oh yeah, that'd probably make more sense. 
I don't think we need to bring the fate of the world into this. Maybe he just says up. Maybe the guy is just like, "Is this ending or this ending? Which ending should I do?" Hmm. No, see, I really don't like the story thing. Now, I really think it should just be the social engineering, like I want to mess with people's lives, kind of a thing. Like maybe, well, maybe the story thing should be part of it. Like that's how he sees the world. Like he's he's making a story out of these people's lives, but I don't think he should emphasize it as much. Like that's his that's what's going on in his mind, but he's not going around like saying like, oh, this is part of the story is going so well. You know, like you should do this in the story. You know what I mean? Like that's just how he sees the world. But I don't think it's, he goes around like telling people like you should do this in the story. He he just thinks he's God and he's the author. I still and he think controls should, yeah. it all. You I know still what think I mean? it should. Why with... would he give the people the choice in his story? You know what I mean? Like it's his story. No, I think he should he should see it as this person's story. I don't think he should. I don't think no? he should. No, because he's he's the one who gave. He's he's the author. You know what I mean? Like ah uh, oh, but I I think he wants to let. Okay, this would be really cool. Is it's his story. He's the author, and he, like, demands respect from this guy, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, dude, main character, r- respect me. I made this story for yeah. you. And he's like, I didn't want this story. And he's like, you didn't? But it's so interesting. And then he's uh, like, fine. I will give you the choice to end the story however way you want it. End the story. And then he's sitting there like, is he really just going to let me end the story? Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- so far, this doesn't fit his profile. Like, he wouldn't do this, right? Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I die. And and you turn yourself in and destroy this hacking technology. And he's like, that sounds like a good ending to me. And then just kills him, and then that's all you get. And then it says, so how does it end? But wouldn't he say you destroy the, 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 te- the technology first, and then you can kill me? But he has to kill him via the technology. Right. I think it should legitimately end like that because you don't know then. I don't know. I think the guy would be a little bit smarter than that, though. Like, he would try to find some way to be like, okay, I need to make sure that you do this before you kill me. He sends his robot to say, okay, make sure, like, his his personal companion. He's like, make sure this happens. But but the problem is that is under the control of the guy. Right. Makes no sense. (laughs) That's another thing entirely. He gets to the end of the story, and he's like, I have been following the advice of my companion the whole time, and it's just been him. Yep. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yep. Also, I think at the very end, it should be... I forget what I was going to say now. Another really good idea. Like, end of story thing where you're just talking about the story. He's so making up the story... Story, story, story. Making up the story. Oh, it should be. He basically is like, how, what if he, what if he turns into like kind of like Akira, and it's like I can make like I made your life better. I did. I, and he's like, I can do this with everybody. I can make their lives better. And he's like, would you rather be at the party scene right now? And he's like, well, no. He's like, so well, I made your life better. And he's like, so. And it's he's like, like the island. And, and no, he's basically lost. like, wouldn't you rather that there is somebody out there making sure that your life is good? And he's like, mm. no, I don't give a crap. Yeah. He's like, I, I don't care if I lose. I don't care if everybody dies. I want to make my choice. And whether or not, and then at the end, he should, because he's, you know, that character that doesn't fully answer the question i think he should more be like 
he should less make of a statement of like, no, it is wrong to do this. He should be more like, I don't care if if you if you're the person who made me rich. I would I I want to live my life the way I want to live it, and mm-hmm. I don't care what you think. And that should be the end of the story. So he basically is like, uh-uh, I make my choices, and whether or not that is like a right or wrong decision, mm-hmm. is it leaves that open as well. Yeah. Interesting. All right, let's do the same with the other characters real quick. Um, we need a contrasting thing in their life. So let's start with the antagonist. I, I don't think the antagonist needs anything more. I don't know. I think he might need one more thing. Like, what's something that we can do that's contrary to his entire nature so far, which is this programmer who wants to control people's lives? It shouldn't be like a family member or a love He's interest. He's dying too, and he can't fix it. Oh, that's and maybe that's hidden in the story and it doesn't actually ever reveal that fact hmm. that's like an easter egg maybe there's one point where he does say a line that you could take it like that but the character never takes it that the main character never yeah. takes it there but if you're paying attention you can tell that he's you're dying like, wait too wait a second because he can control everybody else but he can't control the fact that he's dying what is he dying from? Yeah, that's the point. Is by this point they probably fixed everything. So, aging, aging. He's like he's like he's super like old. eighty. <laughs> that's hilarious. And you never figure that out until the very end of the story. When he's you, like a when super you see old him. guy. How about how you, what if he's like in a wheelchair? He's like a super awesome. Wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yep. And he's like, yep, I'm I'm dying. There you go. That was perfect contrasting thing. Power, like man who wants all the power, all the power in the world. But he's and in a at the same time, though, he's in the super awesome wheelchair, and then he can control everything around him via mm-hmm. the wheelchair. So at the same time, even though he can't walk, he's, he's like still Bentley. controlling everything. Yeah. Should you talk like this? <laughs> no. Go on, Sly. <laughs> You're stupid. That wasn't a very good Bentley voice. <laughs> and then the here the uh, mentor character already has a contra- contrasting thing. Is he's actually intelligent? He's actually more intelligent than that character. Hmm. I don't know. I, really, I think he needs more in general. Like he needs more meat. Yeah, I, I feel like that shouldn't. We shouldn't do that now, though. I feel like that should be something you figure out while you write the book. I'm not gonna write. I probably gonna write this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I will. Um, I think we could. We should come up with something. Because this is the thing. You know what I mean? Like leaving him like this makes it feel weird. It makes the story feel unbalanced. Because he made all of the other characters important, except for this guy. As of now, he literally does nothing. He has no purpose in the story. He's the guy that the character talks to. He's the guy the character hangs with. Okay, but why? Because he's nobody else. He literally has nobody else. Because he he knows... So Okay, so this guy is the only guy that can stand him. Yeah. Everyone else has deserted him. And this is the only guy, and he, the guy feels obligated to him because he literally, let's, let's say he didn't just randomly go up to him on the street and give him money. No, let's no, say he, no, he, he let's was say the bartender get, he always went No, to. no, 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 no. Let's say he was, like, in a major debt or, like, had some sort of, like, crime that he had committed that he needed to be, uh, needed, like, and he, he, he basically paid it off. Parents. No. no. That makes no sense. <laughs> Like, no, like he had some sort of big debt against a loan shark or something. Okay, if we do write a sequel, you know he has to have been the one who killed his parents, right? That would be horrible. Oh, my goodness. 
What if what if he was in court and the guy was like, dude, I could totally just buy this guy out right now. And like, why not? He seems intelligent. Might as well. And he has no idea what crime. And the guy's like, you don't even know what, what crime I've committed. He's like, I don't, even, I don't care. <laughs> I have the money. I don't really care. I'm just letting you out. And he legitimately was the person on trial for his murder. His, no, it doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't get off with money off wouldn't. For, for murder. Nope. It doesn't make any it sense. It makes no sense at all. So they None can't of it makes anything. No. <laughs> but let's do that, Not though. even, because he, he would be following if his exactly. parents were murdered. Yeah. He, so he had just some sort of big loan, and the guy paid it off. And that's oh, – see, so why did he do that, though? I, I think he should legitly have been like, you know what? I'm going to pay off somebody's loan today. That should be the first line is, you know what? I'm going to pay off somebody's loan today. And he's just, he's I like just like because this is the things like that I'm bored. The, yeah, I have the, nothing else yeah, in my life to do. That's that a good opening about. line. Yeah, because that's a really interesting like first chapter is because somebody is ridiculously rich. These are the things that you think about when you, if you want to be. Yeah. Rich. Yeah. You're like what well, I'm rich. I'm going to do this. And this guy that is doing that. He's uh-huh. just like, you know what? <laughs> this guy is in debt. That's an awful Money. opening chapter because yeah. then that that can set up their entire relationship for the next the entire rest of the yep. book. And it's interesting at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is cool. Because then we can introduce the setting while this is all happening. Like he's paying, he's going to the place, paying off the loan. The guy's like, "What the heck? Like, why are you doing this for me?" Kind of a thing. And then, like, they could just be walking through the city, and you can describe the city while giving so much character information out of these people. You know, kind of a thing. Just, just for the way they look at things. Like maybe this guy is d- bottom of the poor, like the poorest of the poor. And so he goes down into the, the lowest slum of, of the Florida city or whatever and, and just finds some random beggar on the street who's b- about to be beaten by a loan shark, loan sharks thugs. And he's just like, hey, here's a million bucks. Like, go bring it back to your boss. He's, this guy's cool. And then he brings it back. He brings him up to his mansion. And I think, I think the main character Maybe the first the- chapter should be from that character's viewpoint. And he's he's coming up from the slums and going into the higher class society and we're getting all this information from him Ooh, about cool. the setting. Yeah. And you're seeing the character out of like the the way it, you know, uh, from another person's viewpoint before you get actually go into his. Mm, I still like the line. I do like that line. Yeah. I, I think I should start with him. And then as soon as he sees, he's like that guy, I'm going to give him a million dollars. And then, and then it, it goes, goes to, the, to him. That yeah, that's, that, that could work. All right, I think we have all the characters we need. That's it. Because AI is just the, yep. the twist would be he's actually being controlled by the antagonist yep. the whole time. So, and he's we already know he's a complimenting personality. So, that how works. would the person not figure out that he's being killed by this thing though? Um. Well, he's not very smart. <laughs> well, he knows someone's hacking into it. No, he knew that. They just don't okay. know who. But wouldn't he figure out that, oh, maybe this thing is just, you know. It's a permanent operation. You can't get it undone. No, I know that. But, like, that's why it's called a tattoo. But, yeah. uh Well, I guess technically tattoos can be taken out. It's really painful, can't. though. Yeah. Well, maybe you could take them out. But at the point he is right now, like, he can't or else he'll die. Maybe that's the way the guy set it up is the, the nanobots are keeping him alive while they're simultaneously killing him. And so if you took them out, you just die faster. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hmm. But okay, but also he he has to figure out why the 
the thing he trusts the thing talking to him like couldn't he be like dude why am i trusting you maybe at first he's just like you've been hacked into like i don't even want to talk to you anymore i can't believe you got you you let somebody hack into you i don't even want to talk to you anymore (laughs) he's just like throwing a fit who the main character is like, you got hacked into. I don't even, I don't even care about what you Wait, say anymore. To who? Who is he talking to? To the, to the the robot thing on his arm. Oh. He's like, <laughs> and then he's like, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's just like a weird relationship there, and then the uh, then he, uh, um, he starts saying really wise things, and he just forgets about it. And just like, dude, this guy's cool. Like, I I don't think you should ever come to the point where he's like. I don't think I should ever even cross maybe, his mind. Maybe we should do this then. Maybe the nanobots are separate from the AI. That actually would be the only way it would work. So everybody has this, like, it's just a computer. You know what I mean? Like an, okay. like an actual, like, it's his mansion computer or whatever. Yeah. But but the main, the antagonist hacked into both. He, he took the nanobots, had some of them go out of his skin, yeah. and go and hack into the whole mainframe and stuff like that. And so he thinks that, you know... So, so then the computer is like allegedly trying to help him get unhacked the entire story, and they're trying to work out different things. And he's like, I, yep. "There's a fire, you know, I can't get right through this. Someone has programmed this really well." And it's then you find out it's just been him the whole time. Okay, I'm cool with it. There you go. We got a story. What, yep. What's what's our name for this story? I got another tattoo. <laughs> Based on a Weird Al song. Like, just another tattoo, baby. <laughs> another tattoo, baby. <laughs> Either this one should be called The Storyteller, or... I don't want this one to be the one that I call The Storyteller. That's so iconic to every all my entire franchise that I'm trying to build here. <laughs> um... Random cyberpunk story. <laughs> yep. This is a really cool story, though. It really is, though. Yeah. I, I can't believe we keep called... coming up with these cool things. Yeah. Yeah, this is ridiculous. We shouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> I don't know. It's like we're breaking the laws of creativity. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd never be able to come up with this by myself. Yep. And you'd never be able to come up with this by yourself. It's just because we keep... Well... No. <laughs> no. We just keep going back and forth, and it just works for some reason. Whoa, look at this. You're a freak. That <laughs> looks weird. What's the name of the thing? That's what we're figuring out. Of the tattoos thing? No, the name of the story. Oh, yeah. I think it should be called Mr. whatever his last name is. Mr. Morrison. Either Mr. Morrison or Mr. It should be called Rich Kid. No. Like like Mr. Rich Kid or something like that. <laughs> That'd be funny. Kid Rich. Remember the... Yep. The the movie about the kid who's really rich and invites all of his friends over, his friends over to, he, like, people he doesn't even know because he wants friends. And they, they're just, like, a McDonald's in his house. Remember that movie? What? <laughs> it's this really rich kid who has no friends, and so he just invites a bunch of random people from his school over to his house, and they're all like, this is literally the coolest thing ever. Are you serious? Yeah. That sounds so fun. Movie. He has, like, a McDonald's in his house. That's the best. <laughs> Which is really a horrible idea in retrospect, yeah. but <laughs> I want to die, McDonald's. Yes, I think Mr. Morrison is a good book title for it. Mr. Morrison is that? Who is that though? The main character or the antagonist? 
or the AI or the poor guy or his sister. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor guy's sister? What? <laughs> you have a sister? I can imagine that line. That'd be so funny. No. Okay, tentative uh, title, Mr. Morrison. We don't know who that is yet. Yep. I don't know why, but that title just seems to be cool. Mr. Morrison, I presume. I think it should have something to do with the story thing, though. I think maybe it should be called The End? Question mark or something like that. Like, like a, just a little bit of a tidbit of, ooh, What, about, what if we call it... It's just called programming. Like 32 steps on how to program. Oh, that's interesting. And that's how many steps you yeah. took to program the person. Ooh, let's do, some sort of, let's do some sort of religious kind of thing mixed with programming. Like the 32 pillars of programming or something like that. You know what I mean? Like the... The six chakras of programming. You know, something weird like that. Seventeen. That should be the 17 steps to program. No, no, no. It should be like, it should be something and then a subtitle, like a guide on programming. So like. Mr. Morrison, a guide on programming. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. (laughs) Mr. Morrison, your guide to the world of programming. And and Mr. Morrison is the name of the antagonist. Ah, okay. That's what it is. Yep. And and he's getting random like messages from this re- this like mysterious person named Mr. Morrison. Like throughout the story and then he just finds out at the very end who Mr. Morrison is. Okay. And it's this old guy in a wheelchair who's been social engineering everything. What if his AI gave him the idea to go give money to a stranger? I don't know if the thugs are acting really weird and they like barely talk. And he also programmed them to beat up the guy to draw attention to this character. And he literally set up their relationship. I don't think so. I think it's more interesting if he, if he didn't. Why? Because that maybe that's the one decision he actually made for himself. Ha, that'd be funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then after that point, then he starts dying. How? Okay, and then yeah. Everything... And then how about like the guy, like one, one of the things he thinks in his head is like, Ha, you didn't count for my spontaneity. Spontaneity. I'm stupid. As soon as I said that, I was like, that is definitely not what I meant to say. Spontaneity. Is that what you said? Spontaneity. Spontaneity? That's how you pronounce it. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay, spontaneity. Spontaneity. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that from now on. It's a fun word to say. Instead of being stupid, yeah. Spontaneity. It's always a good, good plan. Yeah. To not be stupid. Yeah, that's a good plan. Okay, so yeah. You didn't count on my spontaneity. Who was saying that? Huh? Who was saying that? The main character. He's telling the antagonist. He's like, you didn't count on my spontaneity. (laughs) It's like mom with a vulnerable. (laughs) It's like you really should be able to say this word, but you can't. I just like it's like a mental block. Exactly. Every time I try to say it, I that's, just stop and pause. Like that's what mom. Wait. That's how mom. No. Does it. Uh, spontaneity. There you go. Ah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So he's like, you didn't count on my spontaneity. Who to Mr. Morrison? Yeah. 
He's like, you didn't count for my randomness. He's like, I, I just went out and gave this person a million dollars. So then, so then the, the poor guy has to be the key to how he beats the guy, to how he figures out at the very end. He's like, I wasn't expecting you to make it this far kind of thing. It's like that that man on the street, or what he actually says his name, he he was the one ra- wild card in all of this. He's like, yeah, you didn't count on my spontaneity, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I like that. And the reason he picked this guy to program is because he knew that nobody else was going to interfere. Because uh-huh. he legitimately had nobody else. But, and he couldn't have programmed the other guy because he didn't have any He didn't have tattoos. a tattoo. Yep. yep. Should he get tattoos later on in the story or should he no, be like, no, that's a should. dumb idea. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why would you, he's going to be the, the, the poor guy like the, who doesn't, under, who, who thinks technology is like, he's like, why, why are you sewing robots into your skin? Yeah. Like, how, how is that a good idea? Like, uh, no, thank you. He's like, no, I can totally get you a bunch of bio enhancements kind of stuff. You want some? And he's like, I'll think I'll pass. I can survive well enough without them. I like that. Yeah. It turns that guy into. More I'm imagining. I'm imagining him as Doxin, to be honest. Huh. The poor guy. For, For some sure. reason. And and our main character is, a, is, a, not is, a, is a Kel. I know, but yeah. Uh, I I kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of see it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So our book is called Mr. Morrison: Your Guide to the World of Programming. I really like that title. It's quirky. And yeah, because also it's like your guide to the world of programming. Like the entire world can be programmed. He's like insinuating that mm-hmm. in that sentence. All right. So, yeah. Okay. So now we need to move on to making a character without a story. Just a, a story. What like if at a, the very – wait, 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 real quick. What if at the very end of the book, like it has another title page – at the very end, and it says, Mr. Morrison, your guide to programming the world. <gasps> and it's like, next book that never actually gets made? Yeah. It's like... It... <laughs> we, we should legitly say, next book, and then just never make it. That'd be so mean. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we can, we can retire this. We could probably speculate on this story all day. Yeah. To be honest, I think we should be done. Um, because it's, we've been recording for an hour and 47 minutes already. Oh, well, let's just do one real quick new character. And this could be a character that is flexible enough that people can just take this character if they like them and put them in their book. All right. Let's do modern real world then. Okay. To make it as simple as possible. All right. So we need an age, a gender, a career, 27, a hobby, and a relationship with someone else. You went too fast. Okay, age. 27. Um, you ask me. Occupation. Janitor. Ew. <laughs> Ethnicity. I don't know. English. He's an Englishman. Okay. Englishman janitor. <laughs> Where does he live? Ireland. Ireland. Why? Because his mother is Irish. Okay. And he is taking care of her because she's, like, demented. She has dementia. See, now we're putting it into a story. Can't do it. No, we can. Nope. Only a setting. No, that's not a story. 
He's taking care of her, his mother who has dementia. That's not a story. That's another character. Yep. And we Maybe. already needed one of those. No, you can't take two characters. Relationship with someone. Different. I just, I already said that was oh, one of the things. Right. Uh. He's a mother with dementia. There you go. No, this needs to be flex- more flexible than that. Because this character has to be solely a Connor, character. If you have a character that flexible, it's bland. No, he has to have a personality. Weird quirks that make him a character. And then oh, you can put him saying. into any story. Yeah, but a mother with dementia, you can put him in any story. Okay, so yeah, he's not he's not okay, 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 okay. Back up, back the... up, back up. So we can't do we can't do where he lives. That was your fault. Then it has oh, to be that's a good point. Yeah, it has to be okay. Englishman, he's a janitor. Right. He has a mother with dementia. Okay. She's not necessarily taking care of his mother with dementia, but he okay, has a mother right, with dementia. Right, that's that's better. Um He loves books. He believes in luck. Luck and karma. He believes in his own form of luck and karma. Okay, so he has this his weird, like, half-Buddhist, half, like, luck of the Irish kind of thing where he's just, he just has this weird philosophy. Because his dad was a Buddhist and his mom <laughs> was <is> Irish. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's really funny. So he has a weird amal- uh, amalgamation of, like, philosophies so he has a bunch of different superstitions okay that don't make sense to anyone else but him yep he's a janitor right Uh, there we go we just made a character like literally that's that's all you would need yep so you could translate that literally to anything though like even a fantasy or science fiction setting you could just let's give him one or like two phrases that he always says okay you go on i get one that's just a load of fiction. That's just a load of fiction. Really, that's all you got. I don't know. <laughs> that's all you got. I don't know. He's always saying, "Well, it shouldn't be a phrase. Let's just say a mannerism. It can no, be, I, can, I, I, I no it can be a phrase, but it it could also be uh, like a mannerism, something he does, a quirk." physical quirk of some sort linguistically or otherwise he could have a total he could totally have a turn of the phrase that he does so that's because they're kind of hard to come up with though like just off the top of your head the easier to come up with when you're in the middle of dialogue Who says the floor doesn't clean itself? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? It means like he walks in rooms sometimes and they're just like clean. You're just like, who says the room doesn't clean itself? So he he has a, a compulsive habit of cleaning everything where he every, everywhere he goes. And whenever someone questions how clean the room is, he's just like, who says the floor doesn't clean itself? <laughs> <laughs> no. Floors rebel... Rooms rebel against untidiness. <laughs> like, nah. oh, nature itself rebels against untidiness. <laughs> Something like that, I don't know. That's too weird. Yeah. I think I think you should legitly think that rooms just clean themselves. <laughs> and he, like, walks in a room and it's like, dude, this is way cleaner than it should be. 
and he's just you're like, a bunch of slums. How is it this clean? Yes. <laughs> or or like sometimes if somebody else like he, he just it, it is literally like a luck thing he thinks it is or like a karma thing. Where like if he does something good, no, the no. room just happens no, 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 to no, be clean. No, 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 no. That's not what it is. He thinks that uh, a lot of karma has to do with how clean, how orderly and clean your house is. <laughs> if you have a, if you have an unclean house, oh man, you're gonna you have some bad karma coming your way. He's a janitor. Yeah, that's so funny. There's a bad karma coming your way. You better clean. You better dust that that mantelpiece. Be- dusty mantelpieces can cause car accidents. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> if you don't do your dishes, your mother might run to a little break of the leg. <laughs> no, no. Dirty dishes translate to broken bones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How about, he, how about he, like, sometimes he, like, turns it into a science off on the spot. He's like, hmm, five dirty dishes? Ah, your mother's going to break at least two bones. <laughs> Like, it changes every time he speaks. He's like, seven dirty dishes? That's at least 20 different bones. <laughs> 20 different bones of the course of your entire extended family yes. are going to break in the next three months. <laughs> Not that specific, but you get the draft. <laughs> but some, every once in a while, he should have something that specific. Yeah, he like usually is really vague about stuff, and uh-huh. then one time he's just like, "You, sir, for vomiting on your couch, you will have to, uh, your second grandchild on your uh, uh, your your second daughter's second grandchild will not only bleed from her eye every third blue moon, but she will also lose her hair and die of cancer at the age of ninety-seven and a quarter." <laughs> <laughs> and she will own no chickens. <laughs> and he says it just like that, too. He's like super serious. And everyone's like, um, never vomit on your couch. <laughs> this is so great. Uh, and that's a wrap. And that is a wrap, folks. Uh,. So yeah, oh, it, it is totally easy to make characters, guys. Like literally, it's really easy when you have someone to bounce ideas off with. Like any of this kind of story creation or character creation stuff or setting creation is really easy to do with other people. So I would challenge you if you are a novelist who kind of just usually just sits in a room, kind of like mel- uh, uh, thinks about all these different things and kind of like mellows all the thoughts in your mind. I would challenge you to get this, the, all the thoughts stirred up. Shake them up by talking to other people, bouncing them off off of the other person, getting suggestions on ways you can make your ideas better. Um, that's always a good idea, especially if you don't think your concept is maybe up to par yet, and you're like, okay, I don't know if this concept is quite you know good enough to hold a whole book. Just shoot it off to someone else, and they can usually tell you. If, if someone... Um, like says right away when you tell them the concept of your book like the the elevator pitch and they're like whoa that's really cool then you know you have something if they don't immediately say something like that you need to go back to the drawing board all right well that's a wrap uh thank you so much for listening guys um you can totally leave us a comment um on facebook or twitter you're not or, going to but I, mean, you I dare you to um and especially on our website we have it it links right to different facebook comments so you can write on the episodes themselves and those go straight to me so please tell us about what how you thought of what you thought of these ideas if you have, even have any suggestions on how we can make the story better um when i finally get do, do get around to 
trying to nail out a, a first draft of it. Um, if you really want to, go ahead, take this idea and run with it. Like, see if you can make it better than it is, you know, kind of a thing. I'm totally cool with that. Like, race to the finish line, see who can finish the book first. <laughs> I'm down with that. Because I have so many ideas. If I never wrote this book, I'd be okay with that. I'm always going to have new ideas, so never fear. Steal my idea. It's fine. Or Connor and I, our, our idea. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show, at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show, and on our website at ChristianArtistShow.com. All right, do we have a special hashtag for them before we sign off here? Hashtag Mr. Morrison. Yeah. There's no, I can't no really better argue hashtag with that. than that. Yeah. All right, so use the hashtag Mr. Morrison or don't because no one ever does. Nope. And yeah. talk to us on Twitter. All right, that was really fun. Yep, that's it. I think we're good. Yep. Signing off. This is The Christian Artist. Honoring uh, Christ through creativity. I forgot we were going to do that. <laughs>